Hello, everybody, and thank you for um, being here, and thank you for letting us be with you wherever you are at today. We are in December. This is December. A new friends. set, a new beautiful location. I know. Like I feel this feels so professional, I right? No. But I can we just like briefly on this this uh, platform. This platform. <laughs> sorry. I'm yeah. Can we just briefly like give props to our tech people yes. and the team that puts all this together? Yes. Um, you guys just have to see these faces, I right? Know. But there's so many people that make this happen. They make it um, beautiful. But man, I hope we hope you're doing well. Yes. And hey, if you are not uh, receiving our weekly digital announcements, they come in an email. Um, be sure to email info at cccgreeley.org. That way you can get on that list um, and you can just get all the information uh, that you need of things going on, things that are yeah. happening in person as well as on our online community. Um, there's lots going on, so be sure to check that out. Absolutely. Hey, we know that this has been um, <laughs> an interesting year for all of us, to yes. say the least. And um, it's certainly been really interesting for us here at Christ Community. Um, but it's also been, I feel like a really beautiful year mm -hmm. as well to see um, the way that God moves in the midst of difficult times. Um, so we're going we're gonna to show you a video here in just a moment um, about how God is using the international ministries here at Christ Community um, to reach places all over the world. Um, and it's the only way we can do this. The only way that this happens through Christ Community is through your generosity. So more than anything else, this is filling you in on the things that God is using you for. So let's check out this video together. All of this travel with related to the ITI was canceled. The world got turned upside down when it came to how we were going to do um, ITIs around the world. I was sad for uh, a, a bit of time, especially related to how things were changing for my kids. And sadness kind of leads to discouragement. Discouragement leads to a little bit of skepticism. And then eventually you come to wow, this is intriguing. What are we going to do? And how can we um, make the best of this kind of situation? I tend to be very optimistic. One of the key verses that we've had for the International Training Institute comes from 2 Timothy 2, where Paul writes to Timothy and he says, the things that you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, these entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. And it's not all dependent upon me. An American friend, a partner, works with us in the ITI. He lives in Austria. And he's been doing some amazing ITIs uh, with Middle Easterners, especially some people in places like Iraq and Afghanistan and Iran. And they're doing ITIs regularly. I mean, face to face, we couldn't do it. Yet they are doing that through Zoom and there's a great openness to it. And so we are seeing this leadership development grow through people in our, these countries like embracing responsibility. There's a sense of um, COVID creating an opportunity um, for the development of ministry that uh, we weren't quite aware of and that in fact has really um, facilitated the ministry to jump forward. Uh, it's a really important question to ask um, whether the church is moving forward because of COVID or kind of um, withdrawing because of COVID. I think COVID is forcing us to rethink how we do ministry, how we, how we do church. 
I think that's important and healthy if we can embrace that. Man, Dudley is so cool. He's such a fabulous guy yeah. and such an incredible, has such an incredible heart for his ministry and the passion yeah. that he has for it behind and Absolutely. just constantly yes. moving forward in that. So we are so grateful for him. And we are so grateful again for your generosity that allows this all to happen. And we've got um, lots of easy ways um, that you can give. We've got a link uh, in this post. We also have, um, you can go online, you can go on our app um, and you can also give him uh, through a check. We talked about I that know. a few weeks ago. Old school ways, Old school. <laughs> but <Melanin>. it works. <laughs> yep. um, but you guys, we again, just, we couldn't do any of this without you. So thank you so much. Yeah, so uh, today we get to celebrate the second Sunday, the second weekend of Advent. And uh, this week is all about peace. And Jenny, I don't, I couldn't think of a better word um, that we, we need, need. right? <laughs> yes. Well, all of these really, right? There's the hope, the peace, the yeah. joy, the love. Um, Advent season is so special, but I think this year it could hold a whole lot deeper meaning for all of us. Um, so we're going to light the, uh, the second candle here. And uh, as we do that, I'm going to read a passage um, from uh, the Christmas story, maybe familiar with you from Luke chapter 2. Um, so would you just receive this and receive the peace that God has for you? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those with, on whom his favor rests. And I, I just have a sense that even today, wherever you're engaging um, this, uh, our, our time together, whether it's sitting in your living room watching uh, a service or maybe it's in your car, um, man, we really hope and pray that as you do experience this, that you would experience the peace of God that passes all understanding I often say like it's a piece that that comes when it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And and that's the kind of piece that that God offers to us. Hey, we're excited to see uh, what Mariana is going to be coming and sharing mm -hmm. here in just a moment. We're really excited uh, for her uh, to share. She's going to be talking a little bit about um, Mary mm -hmm. and uh, bringing a, a message to us. But before we uh, go into that, let's just uh, would you just pray with us together? Let's do that. So God, we, um, you are a God of peace. You are a God um, that brings peace to us when it just doesn't make sense. And Father, I ask right now, um, as we're listening to this, as we're engaging this time together, um, there are some of us that are in a, in a season or in a place where just peace just doesn't make sense. Um, it should be chaos. Um, but I ask and we ask that you in your power 
and the goodness of your Holy Spirit, would you bring peace into our situations right now? Even as we hear that word peace, God, would we just be able to take a deep breath in and out and just experience that peace? Father, we need you. And we come now before you, we ask you to open our hearts to what you want to speak to us in this time. God, we lift up Mariana that you would uh, speak through her and speak to our hearts and that you would change us, that you would uh, bring us closer to your heart, closer to your throne. And we just give this time to you um, and just thank you for it. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, enjoy. Hi, everyone. So good to be here with you today. My name is Mariana. I'm part of the teaching team and communications team here at Christ Community. And I love stories. I love telling stories. I love listening to stories. I think there's something so magical about stories because we engage with our emotions and our imagination as we're following the stories that are being told. And we're usually trying to put the pieces together, right? And trying to, to guess what's going to happen and try to make sense of the story. And when we're watching movies, we take so much pride when we guess what was going to happen at the end. We, we figure it out. I called it, right? That's what we do when we're listening to stories and engaging in our thinking and in our imaginations with them. And if we enjoy figuring out the end of fictional stories, how much more do we try to do that with our own real life stories, the stories that we are living in our lives? What's going to happen next? We look at the path that we're going, but, but what now? What's going to happen? Because we like knowing what's happened. However, the future is this portion of our timeline. It's this part of our story that we don't know. We can't really put our finger on it. The future is this realm of all the possibilities it's this realm of dreams, but also the realm of fears. The future is unknown, and the unknown can be scary. Now, as we come to the end of 2020, I don't know that I ever heard so many people expectant or super afraid of what's coming in the future. What will 2021 hold for us? What will it be like? What's going to happen with this whole pandemic? Is the vaccine going to work? How's that going to go? Or maybe you are sick or have family members and what's going to happen? And even pandemic aside, maybe we're experiencing, I've been hearing all these stories of people experiencing big plot twists in their own story and things that weren't expected. Maybe job losses or your marriage that is falling apart or difficulties with your children or uh, job losses, business struggling. There's so many unknowns, so many things we don't know how the future is going to play out. And we fear what is going to happen Next, how is this going to work out or will it work out? 
We're in this Advent series right now that we're going through the Christmas stories through, story through the lens of people's fears. And those people that lived the arrival of Jesus, the fears that they faced. And last week we talked about Zechariah. And today we're going to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Because Mary experienced big turns of events. And we're going to see how she dealt with the fear of the future her fears of the unknown and how her story was going to play out. So here's the story of Mary. Mary was a very ordinary girl from a very ordinary town with a very well-planned ordinary future. She was from Nazareth and Nazareth was, was the city that was never before mentioned in the Bible because there was nothing really special about it. If, it. if she hadn't lived there, you would never have heard of Nazareth. In fact, in the future, when, when Jesus is doing his ministry, people questioned him because he was from Nazareth. And they asked, can any good thing come from Nazareth? That was Nazareth. And that's where Mary lived. Mary was at that point pledged to be married to a guy named Joseph. And that was a very traditional course of life for every young girl. As soon as they were able to conceive, the families would arrange their marriages. And so Mary was probably around 13 years old at this point. And they had this extra step back in their culture uh, between engagement and marriage, uh, which was called the betrothal. It was this thing that it says she was pledged to be married. And that means they had this little ceremony where promises were made and faithfulness was expected. And to break this betrothal, a divorce was necessary, but they weren't yet married because then the groom would go and prepare their home. And about a year later, he would come back to his bride and get her so that then they would have their wedding day and get married. So here is where Mary was at, this poor young teenage girl from an unremarkable village just waiting for her fiancé to come back and get her for their wedding, for their very well-planned-out future. Her story was very predictable, very organized, and we could very safely guess what future held for her. It was all there. Until one day, an angel appears to Mary. <laughs> the angel comes and interrupts that course of her story. Humanly speaking, she had a very safe journey. But then the angel comes and we'll read her story here today in Luke chapter 1. The angel says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. Highly favored? Me? Right? Mary's thinking, greetings, the Lord is with you. What 
kind of greeting is that? What is happening here? What am I getting myself into? Because we know when somebody comes to you and they have an agenda, right? When my kids come to me and they're like, hi, my wonderful mommy. <laughs> I know they want something, right? Somebody knocks at your door like, I noticed your driveway has a lot of ants. You know they're trying to sell you something. They're coming with an agenda. So Mary is afraid. What does this guy want with me? Something is about to happen here. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. What now? Can you imagine hearing this? Can you put yourself in Mary's place and imagine hearing these words? These are amazing words. The angel just described to Mary the most amazing plot twist of history. This was the story that everybody was waiting for for centuries and then all of a sudden this is happening in her story my story can you imagine her thinking how what that must have feel like no wonder the angel starts off by saying do not be afraid mary do not be afraid of what is coming for us now knowing how the story ends We think, wow, what an amazing honor. This is unbelievable. Can you imagine being the mom of Jesus, being pregnant with him? Mary was such a lucky girl and having this angel speaking all these prophecies over her. We appreciate these words because they were powerful, yes. But this is what this meant to Mary. To Mary. She was told right here that she was going to show up pregnant and tell her groom that she was expecting a baby that wasn't his right before their wedding. At the very, very least, we're looking here that Joseph would leave Mary. And, and this is not speculation. The Bible actually tells us in Joseph's side of the story that once he heard of Mary's pregnancies, he, pregnancy, he started uh, putting together the divorce papers to divorce her quietly. That was his plan. Now, uh, the relationship aside, um, at that time, Being pregnant outside of marriage was reason for Mary to be disowned and outcast. She would lose her honor, her financial stability, and all her possibilities as a woman for her future in that culture. This would absolutely ruin her life. Being suddenly pregnant was no good news at all. All. 
practically speaking, practically speaking, it was amazing. But the challenges that Mary would have to face were great. And not to mention politically, because the, the angel said that God would give her baby the throne. How would that play out with the authorities over her at that time? And we know that she did face persecution after Jesus was born and Herod told for all the babies to be killed and she had to flee to Egypt to hide Jesus for a couple of years. That was a huge deal of political persecution that she had to face. So Mary asks the angel, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. So first things first, angel, how is this possible at all? Among all the question marks that were sitting in front of her, Mary actually amazes me that she asks the angel one question. This was the one thing that she asked the, the angel in that entire interaction, and that was, How is this going to be possible? I haven't been with a man. Now, I will tell you, if it was me in Mary's place, I would have had a dozen of other questions to ask the angel. I'd actually say, angel, you do not leave until you answer at least 10 of these following questions, okay? How will this be that I will... I'm completely incapable of raising the Son of God. How will this be that I'm going, that I'm expected to do that? How can this be that God chose me, me of all people? It doesn't make sense. How will this be? Since my fiance will probably break up with me, my family will probably disown me, how will I raise the Lord? alone as an outcast. How about this? How will I explain this to everyone? How will anybody possibly believe me? What proof do I have? Are you going to give me some proof? I hope so. But Mary, Mary was caught up on the first step of it all, which is this is simply impossible. Sorry. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Did you hear these words? The Holy Spirit would come on her and the power of the Most High would overshadow her. This is a great promise to hold on to. Mary didn't know what she was stepping into. But she was told in what shadow she was going to walk under. Under the shadow of God's power. The 
power of the Most High would overshadow her. Right off the bat, Mary experiences this amazing manifestation of God's power, making all of those things that she considered impossible, possible. Then the angel promised her no word from God will ever fail. And other translations say that for God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. God was doing the impossible in Mary's life already. And the Holy Spirit was bringing the life of the Messiah to be born inside of her. The Holy One was going to be in her. Our God is the God of the impossible. And Jesus later in his ministry actually repeated this quote. He said, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. When I think about God, there are two sets of characteristics, of virtues of God uh, that he carries. And there's this one aspect of God's nature that he is very much like us. He, he feels, he loves, he creates, he talks, he has a family and he, he reasons. He gets angry and he gives and all these things that we understand because we're that way too. These are characteristics that makes God, it makes God uh, relatable and approachable because we share that nature with him. That's what makes him our friend. That's how we can have a relationship with him. Now, there's this second group of virtues of God and characteristics that are unique to him. And nobody else has these characteristics. They are unshared and unmatched. And that is that God has all the power. He is eternal. He has been here before all things. He is the creator of all things. He is in all places at all times. And he knows everything. And he has the power to do anything. These are supernatural characteristics of God. These are divine qualities that honestly in our humanity, it's really hard to wrap our minds around. It's hard for us to understand how that can be possible. But this is what makes God the Lord. This is what makes us trust our lives in him because he is not like us. He has qualities that are like us, but he has a divine nature that is nothing like us. And here is what Mary is experiencing. God's power to do the impossible, his divine nature. And it's important that we think about this because in our inability to understand or believe God's divine supernatural power. Sometimes we minimize his greatness and then we end up with a sizable littler God that we can comprehend. 
but that also means that we have shrunk his power because we're equating God's abilities to our own. And by doing that, by shrinking God, we create all this space for fear to grow. How can I trust a God that is like me? But we do that with our doubts in minimizing who God is. Jesus was coming in flesh. God in his power was doing the impossible. He is immeasurable and he can do all things. So Mary answers, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Mary trusted God's power over her. And she humbly answered, may your word be fulfilled in my life. Here I am. Let's do it. I'm on board. Mary didn't know how her story was going to play out. He didn't, she didn't know any detail of what was to come. She didn't know what she was saying yes to, but she knew who she was saying yes to. She didn't know her future, but she knew her God and she knew his power to do the impossible. So after this amazing encounter, Mary goes to visit her relative Elizabeth. And Elizabeth uh, was also miraculously pregnant with John the Baptist, who was going to be, um, he was called to, to prepare the way of the Messiah. And this whole story was told last week. Pastor Nate told uh, Zechariah's and Elizabeth's story in details last weekend. So Elizabeth and Mary were here sharing their miracles. And after Elizabeth then blesses Mary, Mary says beautiful words of praise that hold three great treasures that I want us to look at today. Here's what Mary says. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. This is a beautiful song of praise. And I want us to look at three things that Mary did right here in her words that helped her fight against all the fears of her unknown future and her uncertain 
days ahead. Mary remembers the past. Mary brings to mind all the mighty deeds of God. She looks back and she starts pointing out all the things that God did. Look at his mercy from generation to generation. When you're afraid of the future that you cannot see, you look elsewhere in your timeline where you can see. No wonder God told his people to tell stories. He says, write it down. Tell these stories to your children because we forget. We forget what has happened. We forget the great stories of what God has done in our lives. God instructed his people to build memorials so they would look at them and remember the great miracles that he has operated. In doing that, Mary is able to praise the Lord even while facing uncertain days ahead of her. She focused not on the unknowns, but on the one she knows. She declares in faith who God is and what he has done when she brings to mind, when she remembers the past. Then Mary is attentive to the present. We see that Mary also looks at what is happening right now. She's in awe of what's happening in her life. She's in awe that God was mindful of her, that he was blessing her, that right now he's doing great things for her, regardless of what challenges she would have to face. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but look at what's happening now. It's amazing how much we are able to miss what's happening in this moment. There's so many times, just way more often than I, than I would like, when I'm making a video of something. I hope you guys don't experience this. You're making a video, so you're very focused on something. And then, and then one of my sons come here near me and he says something super sweet like, oh, mommy, I took this ball out of your way so you don't trip over it. But I'm so focused on what I was originally looking at that I don't even hear what he's saying. And I go, hold on, baby, just a second. And I keep doing what I'm doing. And then later I will watch the video and then I will listen to what was happening right here, right next to me. And it breaks my heart because I missed it when it was happening. I missed that sweet moment, that sweet blessing while it was happening because my attention was taken somewhere else out there. And maybe even in our desire to foresee the future and speculate what's going to happen and in our thinking and worrying about tomorrow, we're so focused on tomorrow that we miss what's happening right here and right now. But Mary didn't miss it. Mary didn't miss what God was doing right then. And lastly, Mary speaks words of life 
over her future. Mary says, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Seriously, this is faith. Because I'm sure there were plenty of other things that people were calling Mary at that point. But she was declaring in faith what people would call her in the future. She was believing it. She was standing on the words that God had spoken to her. She was speaking life and prophesying all those words in faith over her future. From the first sentence out of the angel's mouth, uh, God gave Mary an identity and a name for her to stand on. The angel said, you're not an outcast. The angel said, you are full of grace and the Lord is with you. Mary was calling forth those promises and believing them because God's words never fail. Her ability not to fear was directly connected to her ability to stand on what God had done in the past, who he is in the present, and what he has spoken about the future. She didn't fear because she was remembering the amazing works of God in the history. And she was attentive. She was paying attention to see his power in action right now. And she was believing his words for what was to come. She was rooted in the truth that God is a powerful God. And with God, nothing will be impossible. Maybe you're here today and you are consumed with fear. Or at the very least, you are unsure about how things are going to play out for you. How your story will continue to unfold. What is next for me? You might be asking yourself today. What about all these turns of events, this unplanned future, all these challenges that suddenly appeared? What do we do with these plot twists in our own story and with the unknown future ahead? What will happen to this pandemic? Maybe you're asking yourself, what will happen to my marriage, to my business, to my children, to my health or somebody's health that you know? Maybe the chaos is such that you cannot possibly see what God is doing right now. But I will, I will tell you what happens next in Mary's story. I can't tell you what will happen in your story, but I'll tell you what happened in Mary's story. Jesus is born. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. God did do what he promised. He fulfilled every single word that he had spoken and all the prophecies, including the one in Isaiah where we read, 
For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He would be called Mighty God. Jesus, the Son of God, came to us. And his name is Mighty God. His name is Mighty God. And your story isn't over. You don't know what future will look like, but you know who will be there with you. The Mighty God. In the middle of the uncertainties, there is one thing we can be certain of our God is almighty God. And when fear starts to creep in, remember God's powerful work in your past. Be attentive to what he's doing in the present and speak life in faith to your future. Fully trusting that with God, nothing will be impossible. Let's pray together. Let's take a moment to pause. What is playing out in your mind right now? What fears are roaming in your heart? What is it that you're facing that you're afraid of how things will play out and what is next. As you think about it, surrender these things to the Lord. I invite you to look back now and think about where God has been faithful in your past. Holy Spirit, I pray for my friends right now. Would you bring to their memory the manifestation of your power, the evidence of your presence over the course of their life. Remind them of your faithfulness in their past right now, Jesus. As the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I want to invite you to declare these words of faith, these words of life over your future. This is a compilation of promises from God, God, from words that God has spoken. As I read these words, I want you to repeat them in your heart. Declare this with me. With God, all things are possible. Today, I declare that my strength will be renewed in the Lord because my hope is is in him. My strength will be renewed today 
and I will soar on wings like eagles. I will run and not grow weary. I will walk and not be faint. I will not worry about tomorrow because I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart and he will make my paths straight. Jesus, we trust you. You are the Lord over the past, the present, and the future. You know all things. You can do all things. And we place our trust in you today because you are the God of the impossible. We surrender our fears at your feet and we let your greatness melt away everything that is causing us to fear today. We say, here we are. We say, yes, in Jesus' name. kingdom of light and the kingdom of light forever under your dominion you're the king of my life you're the king of my life you reign above it all
sense his presence where you are now. But will you come and let this reality sink in, this truth? That you reign above all things. Let it not just be a saying that we say as believers, but something that we believe and we carry. But let it sink in, God. multiple levels, but I, I really appreciate hearing it uh, from a mother's perspective yeah. even too, and just some of those those small little things she brought in, those stories and anecdotal things that you you hear and can think of it in different different terms yeah. on that. She, yeah, it, it truly spoke to me as well. On that exact same level, I feel like 
we just need to hear that perspective. So um, it's so good to hear Mariana give the word today. Um, hey, I, I don't know where you're at as you're kind of uh, coming out of this time of worship. Um, we don't want you to feel like you have to. <laughs> we uh, we want to encourage you that if you want to press pause and go back and and respond a little bit more, um, we encourage you to do that. And um, don't feel like you have to go on to the next thing. Um, but, but make sure that you just allow yourself to have space with the Holy Spirit and what he wants to speak to you during this time. Also, uh, just a reminder throughout the week, um, we have our Advent experience yeah. going on. It's been fun. Um, it's fantastic. And there's already a podcast out for this week um, that you can check in on. And then um, later, to, later on Sunday, yeah. um, I think, 6.30-ish yeah. or something like that. On Facebook. On yeah. Facebook, we're gonna um, broadcast and, and premiere the digital short, yep. um, which I don't know if you got a chance to see those last week, but they're fantastic. They I encourage you to, and if you wanna, if you don't know where to go to figure out where all that is, just go to our website. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and you'll, you'll be able to connect with yeah. those. Click the Experience Advent button and it'll take you right to yeah. it. So, hey, let me uh, dismiss you guys with a blessing today. So please, please accept this. May you be able to praise our mighty God in this unpredictable time. May you be attentive to the beautiful things that he is doing right now in your life. And may you be able to speak and declare in faith the blessings God has for you in your life now and in the future of your story. God bless you guys. Have a great week.